What's up, homies? How are you? Hope you're having a fantastic day so far, fantastic week. Hope you're staying safe and healthy during these interesting times, enjoying the sunny weather, getting your vitamin D in, and just having a good time with friends and family. Thanks so much for tuning into the 79th episode of the How to Become a Pro Footballer podcast, where I, your host, Rick Fit interview other professional footballers to see their day in the life, their behind the scenes, and what they did to get where they are. Today, I had the pleasure of talking to Osaze. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name. I don't want to screw it up. But he is a footballer currently playing at big-time club Celtic FC. He recently just signed a four-year deal, which I'm super happy for him about. And as you will hear in the interview He's gone through many, many ups and downs, many, many highs and lows. And this is a perfect example of why I have this podcast. Because you can go look at his Instagram, you can look at his Twitter page and see that he just signed an unbelievable four-year deal at Celtic, but you also never would have seen what he's done to get where he is. His work rate, his persistence, and his will to never give up through injury, through hardship. Listen to this podcast and you will be super, super thankful you listened and it'll show you the importance of persistence and just constantly working hard every single day, no matter what. I'll see you at the end. Welcome to the podcast, man. Thanks for taking the time to do this, bro. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Thank you for yeah. For sure, brother. Yeah, so if you could just introduce yourself real quick, you know, your name, where you're from, position, where you're currently playing. Yeah, my name is Asazi Oragide. Um, I'm a centre-back, right-back, and I'm currently um, at Celtic now. I've just got a transfer this summer, so awesome. I'm just ready to go this season. Yeah, it's a great move, man. So where, where are you originally from? I'm from, um, I'm from London, but um, now I'm obviously living in Scotland. Originally from Nigeria, yeah, but I was okay. born in Holland as well. Ah. So there's a few nationalities in there as well. Yeah, awesome, bro. Awesome. So when did you move to England? Did you move when you were younger or? I moved when I was about um, six years old. Um, my dad just got a better job uh -huh. in England. So the whole family moved over. Um, I played for like a local team in Holland as well but then mm -hmm. when I got to England I just played like Sunday league if you know what that is just like amateur yeah 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 before yeah. I, I got into academy uh-huh yeah so if you could just take us through your journey a little bit you know you seem to have quite a good journey so far I've checked out a lot of your stuff yeah. um yeah if you could just take us through you know going from Sunday league getting up the ranks that'd be great man yeah yeah definitely um, so start, obviously in England started off like just a local team called Feltham Youth. It was just like a local side, just to keep active, just to, mm -hmm, what, mm -hmm. what I wanted to do. And then I was able to get a trial at a um, professional club. It was QPR at first. I don't really want the trial, got to the last stage. But then um, in the last stage, they told me, um, no, I wasn't going to get signed. Mm. So I was, I was disappointed then. Not too long later on, I got another trial at Fulham. I think they were prem they might have been Premier League at the side. Mm. And for some reason, I don't know why, I just didn't take this one seriously. <laughs> like, obviously, for some reason, I don't know why, I, didn't, I just wasn't serious about this one. How and old were you at the time? Maybe about 13, 
12, uh-huh. 13. When did and you then, play football? Uh, when did you start playing? I started playing when I was about five years old in this um, uh-huh. local. And this is back in Holland. Um, same uh-huh. thing as my brother as well. It's called like okay. SV Hartat. And then obviously went back to the trial film. Yeah. The same thing happened again. Uh, I didn't get I didn't get signed. I think I didn't really go through many of the stages. Might have been cut like second mm-hmm. stage or first stage. Mm-hmm. And then I was like to myself, oh, the next opportunity I'm gonna get, oh, I have to take it. I have to take yeah. it. And then I think like three years went past, two, three years went past, nothing was really happening. I mm. rejoined my I rejoined my Sunday league team again, seeing what would happen. Mm-hmm. Then it was I think um I got scouted in a tournament um it just a uh, no I didn't think of it, I was just playing football. I was trying to do the best I can and the yeah, scout, yeah. scout approached me as that um he was from AFC Wimbledon and he was like, Oh uh-huh. yeah, I really like him that and I wanna take you on trial and stuff like this and that. Awesome. So then I went to I think um AFC Wimbledon on League Two in England at the time and I went on trial for like I think it was like four months or something so long jeez i know i know (laughs) how old were you at the time i think i was like 14 15 okay i was like 14 13 yeah yeah, yeah. what were you playing at this time still as a center back yeah still as a center back as well Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um so luckily in the end it worked out because there was a lot of sacrifices to (laughs) training LD parents dropping me so I at the end I got signed um, I got awesome yeah signed first and then I progressed quite quickly in AFC Wimbledon I think after like six months I signed a free scholarship um, mm. at the club as well I think it's like a I think maybe um, scholarship for like two years so but I mm. got it pretty early when I was like under 15 normally mm-hmm. they make a decision after like under under 16 Mm-hmm. So then I progressed. I progressed with AFC Wimbledon, ended up um, doing my scholarship, and then I I think I made my debut when I was um, in my second second years of um, scholarship in pre season. Wow! And then pro pro, pro um there were decisions about pros as well. I was feeling pretty confident because I was doing really well, and mm. I ended up yeah signing my first professional contract. I think it was about seventeen eighteen. Wow, that's and, awesome, dude. Yeah. So I progressed through AFC Wimbledon through like the academy and then through scholarship. And mm-hmm. then I, signed, I, I originally signed like a, a one year contract. It was like, obviously, this is what I wanted to do from when I was a kid. Like, yeah. I always wanted to be a, like a professional footballer. And of then finally signed, like, signing, signing on paper. Um, yeah. Like, it was done to be honest. But then, um, for sure. And then that summer, the first summer before like my first professional um season, yeah, I ended up getting. To be fair, the season before I had some knee injuries, mm. and I didn't really like settle. And I thought it did settle, but then over the summer I was training obviously before the preseason started. Yeah, I don't know, must have tweaked it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Then it's swollen up. I came back, my knee was swollen. For preseason, I was devastated. I was like, mm. oh, my day. My first professional <laughs> contract. It was only initially, it was only a one year, a one year deal across an option. And then Were you doing a lot of extra work, or, or what do you think made it swell up? I think I think it was a combination of 
maybe the, there was a problem that wasn't detected mm. before. And then I think maybe overworking a little bit, maybe instead For of sure. getting it checked out, instead of getting it checked out properly and or get like a scan. I think I should have got a scan like the season before. For sure. But I think I, I think I made it worse. Because it was yeah. I was feeling fine. I, the thing is it wasn't even like when it happened, it wasn't even like anyone tackled me. It was like a slight movement or something. Mm. And then I, I came back, my knee was swollen. I wasn't ready for preseason. And it was like, it was the worst feeling because oh, I yeah. worked so hard. I, honestly, I was working so hard. And then that is that the work was done because even the people who weren't even working hard in off-season already are ready for preseason. Mm. So, yeah. Bro, that, that's a great point. I, I want to point that out real quick because, like, especially for, for, for young guys like yourself, like, you know, you work so hard, you get that deal. Um, and, like, you feel like a little niggle in your body and, you know, at, at that, at your young age, you know, you, you, you think you're invincible and that's a good thing, but it could also be a bad thing. You know what I mean? So like yeah. sometimes you don't listen to your body and then you're like, Oh, I got to do the extras. Got to be prepared for preseason. But you really realize like the most important thing is to actually be ready for preseason without any niggles or injuries. So like, I think trying to be like, I think in today today's day and age with like, you know, YouTube, Instagram, following other people's journeys and seeing how hard guys like Ronaldo, you know, uh, Zlatan work, things like that. We get in our mind that we always, always have to work so hard. But I think one of the most important things is to really try to be conservative with the approach instead of trying to rush, you know, and like trying to have that long term plan instead of trying to get there in three months. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. I think I have to learn the hard way, to be honest. Even again, instead of listening to your body. Um, obviously, I know better now. I know my body better now. But before, I was always like, if you ask people, I was always working hard, working hard yeah. than everyone else. Yeah, but yeah, sometimes, yeah. You, even when your body's a bit sore, when it's a bit niggly, I would even continue to push on. And obviously, I know <laughs> now. The best thing is to be, even if you're not as fit, the best thing is to be fit for pre-season. And then Fact. you can even. I'd rather be. I'd rather be less fit, and fit for preseason than, a hundred percent fit but injured, because Fact. at the end, other people are playing. So I had to learn. Yeah. I had to learn the hard way. Like when I was younger, I was. I was exactly. Through injuries, even when I was like, even when I was um, even even down the line, this is something similar happened again. Even mm. when I was so hungry to try to impress for the first team, Fact. I didn't feel like I got what I deserved. And I had a little injury, which I should have gave them more attention to. The, I I spoke to the physios, but I should have like been more like sturdy to them. Like honestly, mm. there's something wrong with me. So mm -hmm. I think important with like I think especially with young players, like For sure. you have to listen to your body. I know everyone For wants sure. to be like Ronaldo. And yeah. yeah. Also, learn like you need to try to progress like your training and not try yes. to do nothing and then try to do yes. You know, oh, seven days in a row. Because your body needs to build up instead of, 100%. instead of going from zero to 100, like, overnight. 100%. 100%. And that's, that's how I learned. That's how injuries happen. Uh, yeah. Like so, so what ended up – sorry to interrupt you, but I think that's a great point, and, and I appreciate the insight. So what ended up happening with, with the knee at that point? So I, so obviously I came back. Um, I wasn't ready, and obviously I needed to get a scan to figure out, like, what's, like, what's wrong with the knee. And then mm -hmm. it happened, found out it was like a, menis a meniscus tear in the knee wow. and stuff like this. And obviously when they got, when they had the scandal, like, oh, 
they saw the specialist and they were like, oh, this one can't heal by itself. It's not going to heal like naturally. You're going to have to going to have to get operation for it. Damn. And the, at the time, I didn't know this, but the operation, in terms of like operation levels, this one was pretty minor in terms of like, obviously you got like an ACL injury yeah. which will like six months. This one, you could be back after like three, two, three months. Mm. I didn't really know it was as I told um, the world was ending. Mm. I only had like a one year contract. I wanted to like work so hard preseason, show where I go and keep progressing. Yeah. So then at first I didn't want to, didn't want the operation. I was like, let's see the conservative way, even though they mm-hmm. were advising me, oh, this one isn't going to heal by itself. We rested for a bit and I came back into training. Done, was feeling good. I was the knee was feeling good training. I think I've mm. done a tackle, the, the, I blocked the ball. Mm. And then boom, I felt something in my knee again. Jeez. And then we, we me and the physio look at each other and like, obviously we knew, yeah, we we need to get it done. We need to get it done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously, I needed to get the um, surgery done. And after a while, it was pretty, it was pretty tough because I've never experienced something like to recover from a surgery before. Mm-hmm. And like, I didn't know, um, so it was, it was like probably the lowest. I had to, probably the lowest time in my football career, even even till now to be honest because I didn't know yeah. how it was like it was almost like learning how to run again obviously it wasn't the worst operation but it was learning how to run again because even mm. when I came back we were doing drills when I wasn't 100% sharp again people who were slower than me were beating me and I was yeah. like, what's, like what's going on yeah. like I know it, it doesn't feel I don't feel sharp because the knees still feel hurting and that and I had to build it up and I came yeah. back playing again and then I think it, the injuries started to come again. Sometimes we get knee injuries. Um, it can move on to the hamstrings as well. So I came back after a while, played games and that. Then for some reason, I, I started... Actually, funny enough, um, I came back, I was back, and we got a new manager. Um, old manager mm. got sacked. The mm-hmm. first session, the first session with a new manager, obviously doing well, I was running. Next thing you know, my hamstring goes. Mm-hmm. And... I've never really, I've never actually had a hamstring injury before. Like, I didn't really have muscle injuries before. Hamstring goes and I get injured. And I think this was like a sort of a circle of like hamstring injuries that season. I yes. would come back. I think I was rushed back with the physios. I didn't really know about hamstring injuries. Obviously, I wanted to get back as soon as possible, especially with hamstring injuries. If you don't take care of it, you can get recurring injuries. Mm-hmm. So, so I came back. So I came back after, I don't know, I can't remember exactly, maybe like two weeks or something, training, mm-hmm. training. And then I'd done it again. Jeez. And I was like, um, rested, done the recovery and stuff. I came back into the game. The worst thing is, I'd done both sides, even in the game. And yeah. then some of the, the coaches like, oh, wait, like, what, what are you doing and stuff? And this, you're not taking care of your body and this. And yeah. I'm laughing to myself. How am I getting injured? I'm doing more. I'm I'm doing my stretches. I'm doing more than all these other guys, and don't yeah. I'm getting injured. Why am I getting injured? And stuff like that? Because, but obviously, something I know now is that everyone's body is different. You might need exactly. a bit more than some others. Like obviously, I know I got something like in my hip that some other people. So I might have to do a bit more hip work and stuff. Exactly. And just get ready for the session. I didn't know this before, but. I just mm. might just need more preparation than other people. And I was like, exactly. what's going on? Why am I getting injured? Like, But everyone's body is different. They need a little yeah. bit extra to get ready. So then 
it was just an injury plague season, to be honest. I was mm-hmm. getting, I came back, got injured, and then it was just actually I went to international like a camp for Nigeria as well. Mm. I could have um for like the under twenty threes, and then I was training, training. To be honest, when I got there, I was actually injured. Because the, the game before, I injured my ankle, but I knew oh, this opportunity is so big. Uh, I have to go. To be fair, I was able to play because the game before, before I went, I was able to play. I just had to strap my ankle up. It was still hurting. I went yeah. there. First of all, there was, I was training. At first, it was fine. But then later on, there was one session I couldn't even run. Because first of all, my, both my hamstrings, both my hamstrings yeah, were like, man. I don't know what. They were finished. Then my ankle was finished. Then plus that, I got ill in Nigeria. I've never got ill like that before. So then I had to come back early. And then obviously this was like March time. Then later on, it was coming to like the end of the season, obviously decision. I signed a one-year contract seeing like what's mm. going to happen. Mm. Obviously, I still, I still felt like they then they decided, oh, that they weren't going to renew my contract. So then I was in a period of like, oh, obviously I thought I should have got like at least like a, the one year deal extra for sure. Like, oh, now, um, um, now they're not gonna give it to me. So obviously, mm-hmm. it was a it was a weird time. I think my career, there's bad stuff that's happened to me, but all these things added up for me to be where I am today. And love that. And and I think it's only that God that I'm here because um, mm. during that summer it was obviously it was tough. First of all, I've seen my friends and my teammates getting moves. They were getting yes. moved to Barnsley. The, another guy got moved to Millwall. Another guy got moved to Watford. And I was mm. like, God, like, what's going on? I'm, I'm like, here, injured. I'm working hard. <laughs> was he speaking to my agent? Like, what's, he, what's going on? I'm in a gym trying to work hard, even yeah. work on my, on my hamstring because it still wasn't fully obviously doing the program given by the physios. And then it was just tough to honest. So then, mm, of course. Uh, how? So you're telling you're telling us how how you dealt with it physically, but as we both know, I think mentally is the toughest part. How are you? How are you dealing with it mentally? Like you said, I mean, you know, a season plagued with injury. You got a great opportunity after signing your first contract. Yeah. Uh, you see your you see other other your other boys signing contracts, which is tough. You know, all your other boys are signing moves. You're out injured. I've been there many times before. Um, how did you deal with it mentally? What was your yeah, approach? To be fair, I've always been someone that's that's worked hard. Like I felt like, funny enough, I felt like after they said no, uh, I was like to myself, oh, I'm going to get a better club anyways. But then it was oh, only until uh, later on that I was like, oh, when they realized, oh, you're actually released, you're actually, you're actually without, you're on a, basically you're unemployed. So it hit me it was hard, even training. I was obviously I knew I was working hard. Like I'm a hard worker, so I was obviously mm. in the gym. Even when my friends who in pro clubs went back to preseason, I was there alone. It was raining. There was no one cheering mm. me on. But I was keeping yep. working. And Love that, I just, dude. I was just like, oh, I just need to be ready for whenever the opportunity came. I was meant to go to like a League One club, and then for some reason, the guy that went there left. So then I didn't end up going. So I was like, what's going on? Like, where am I going? And then out of the blue, Sheffield Wednesday came across. Uh, my agents are, oh, opportunity to go to Sheffield Wednesday for like a week. And this was a club league higher as well. Mm. So initially I was there for like one week. And I think the first session I done really well. Um, 
and we were, we went into like we done like obviously the football session, then we went into like the running session at the end, and I was like to myself, my I had blisters on my feet, my toes were like bleeding, my, I don't know for some reason. So we're doing a running session, and I was like, okay, you done well in like the football, okay, like just keep working hard, in like yeah. just work, show them where you go in like the running as well, because normally I'm like a fit person, do really want to run it. We did the running stuff, honestly. I just, I was, I was so hungry. I was just, I didn't even do the drill properly. I was just sprinting the whole thing. These guys were, even before, like, they, we laughed after, after I got signed. They laughed, like, uh, like, what? They were like, what are you doing and stuff like this? But I didn't care. I wanted yeah, to yeah, yeah. I'm hungry. Facts. I'm doing this. Facts. I'm doing this. I'm sprinting, doing like, you probably meant to do like 70 to 70 to 80. I was doing like 100%. Yeah. And stuff. So we were meant to do, like, I thought we were done. And we were meant to do one more left. And I gave it like everything. Because I thought we mm. were done. So I fell to the ground. And they were like, oh, yeah, we're going to do another one. And then obviously one of the coaches like, came up to me and like, oh, no, no, you're good. You're good. We've we, we seen that you, like, obviously they still that because I was working hard. They were like, oh, no, you, you take a break. You're good and stuff like this. So then that day I went home. I slept when I got home. The way I said, because I was so tired. And yeah. This is why I say that things that happened bad worked out for good because at the Love time, they had they had three center backs. One of them was an international duty, and then they had two. In the first game, one of them got an ankle injury. So they were out for like six weeks, which is like preseason. So in preseason mm. I got like so much game time, able to show what I got. So I don't really want preseason after a week. And then they ended up signing me um, like same kind of contract initially, one season and an option. And then later on, obviously moving forward, six months down the line, was progressing at the 23s. I got the opportunity with the first team. Um, it was against Brighton. And it was funny enough, I didn't even think I was going to... Obviously, they told me I was going to travel, but I didn't think I was going to start because we had two other right backs as well. I thought, oh, they're going to pick one of them. We already had mm. back. And I was like, oh, so I came into training like the pre-game. A coach was waiting me outside for me. He was like, oh, the, the gaffer wants to speak to you. I was like, what? what's going on? Why are they rushing? This and that? I, I came in his office and he was like, I see like a paper of the Sheffield Wednesday, Brighton, because we're playing them tomorrow and that. Mm. So I was like, oh, that, 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 what's going on? And, was like, oh, and he was like to me, oh, I'm going to start you tomorrow. The CD11, yeah. yeah. And I'm in my head, I'm like, what? <laughs> okay, I didn't say it. I didn't say it, but I yeah. I'm like, what? What the hell? Unreal. I didn't expect it. I, yeah. Like the, my debut Premier League team FA Cup. I was like, what? And then, um, what do you call it? Um, yeah, ended up playing well. We won as well. We were underdogs for the game. One one nil. I done well. Played ninety as well. I done an interview afterwards, which it just went right. I thought I was just doing an interview, being myself. I didn't expect to do it. I get home. It's got over like three million views on Twitter. I'm like, <laughs> what, what, what's going on? Yeah. And then I, I started like three games in a row. Next game against Leeds, they were top of the championship. We beat them 2 0. Wow. And then so stuff was going really well. But obviously, um, I saw my career had some very highs and some very lows as well. Yes. Yes. So no, I, I saw it, on your YouTube channel, you, you know, you posted something great that I that I always talk about, you know talking about the highs and lows of football, you know? Um, yeah. And, and for, for all these, these guys and girls, listen to the story, like, 
the beginning of the journey, you know, I mean, we're going to get to where you're at now, which is incredible, but the beginning of the journey, you know, there's, there's tons of lows injuries. Uh, you probably thought to yourself, you know, is it going to work and things like that. And the fact that you just kept going, you kept persisting and kept working hard is, is that, like, like you said, I mean, uh, everything happens for a reason, especially when you put in the work and you do the action. Um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I think, you know, uh, like a couple of things that I noticed you, you talked about was like your self-talk, uh, you know, talking about like even during that fitness, when you had blisters, you were bleeding. Um, yeah. Did you always have that kind of, you know, that hard work, that positive self-talk? Because I think that's huge. Yeah. For players. Even, even, even this off season, because I've always talked to myself, like even sometimes maybe times when complacency might creep in, I'm like, there's like a voice in my head that says, like, who do you think you are? Well, you think you've made it now. You think you've yeah. Or even just working hard, just keep pushing myself. Just keep self-talk. Just keep motivating yourself. Obviously, your goals, your wise. That's mm -hmm, what just mm -hmm. pushes me on. Um, just to mm. achieve more. And as I work hard, just that self-talk, to keep pushing, to achieve For your sure. dream. For sure. So, obviously, yeah, in the highs and lows, like, obviously, early on with the red card, that was pretty tough as well because it was my second home game and, mm. and then I had the injuries as well. And then obviously moving on to that season, that's, I think that season when COVID came in mm. and then luck, um, uh, when COVID, when the season restarted, um, I was training, we, we had to kind of do like preseason again to get ready again for like last four, nine games yes. to the season. Yeah. And I was just trying to, and I was trying to work hard to, to get like a, a proper contract, not like a, a one year with initial. So obviously I was in the first team. I was going to get game time and stuff. Mm. I was working hard. Next thing you know, this is another thing when I said, oh, about listening to your body. Because yes. I felt like I was done wrong with the club. Um, so I wanted to do, um, I wanted to like um, basically prove to the club, obviously. I needed to show like everyone what I got again. Um, uh, to, to with the performances and stuff, so yes. I, had, I started to feel something in my knee again, mm. and I, I felt it like, but it wasn't really stopping me from coming out of training. So, so I kept on going and stuff, and kept on going. And mm. now, I should now I know like I should have like gone to the physio. So there's something wrong with my knee. You need yep. to check it out properly. Yeah, so yeah. I, I, I kind of I told them, but they. <laughs> for like oh can you give me like a session and that and but i kept on there's some stuff now i'm like now i know like if this happens to your knee you need yeah. to you need to get picked up because yeah you look time, back and you're like man i should have you know it's hindsight 2020 yeah because there was one time my knee i was just standing my knee gave out on itself and i just dropped <laughs> obviously i don't i didn't know before but that if that something happens to you you need to get checked out because that's not normal i know sometimes where it was hurting and then I think we were just we were just doing some five O's just pre-game, just before the season was restarting. And then our team was losing. I was so annoyed because it was like no one is caring that we're losing in the team. We we're getting smoked in our five mm. side. So I was so angry. I got the ball, it's gonna shoot. I just put so much power in the ball, end up missing, and then I just felt something in my knee. And I, I knew from there, oh this something something's up. Mm. So the same knee? It was the same knee. No, it was a it was a different one, the right side. So then I uh -huh. stepped off the pitch. Obviously, they stopped and they were like, "Oh, you're right." Now, I came back on the pitch. They passed me the ball, 
I stepped on the ball, like put my like toes on the ball, and then I knew now nah, it's done. Yeah. I just walked off. Yeah. Got the scan again. Ended up being a really bad injury, and then they were like, "Oh, we're gonna have to wait six weeks. If 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 it heals, then you can do like a conservative like recovery. If it doesn't, mm. it will need like a major surgery. Six months. What was it? it? It was like a meniscus. It's called something like meniscus root tear. He was like, it was like a really rare injury. It doesn't. Someone told me that oh, a player had this and they never came back the same. So this was, and I, this was me. This was me getting told like in when in the period where I was like waiting six weeks. So yeah, that's the worst thinking, hearing that from someone, man. You know, it's... they had an injury and they didn't come back the same player. <laughs> so I was like, oh my god. And this injury, I couldn't even do much. Like, you know, with some injuries, you do strength work. With this one, it was just yeah. basically like rest. See, that's the worst, bro. So like, I sit. I'm in, I'm like in limbo. Like, I can work hard, but that work hard could like be useless because I'm gonna be have an operation be out for six months. Exactly. And this why this why I said things that happen bad ended up being for good because ended up um, not needing the surgery. I came mm. back after six weeks. They said, oh, it's healed. Mm. Then I came back. Unfortunately, I had to miss preseason because our summer holiday, uh, off season was only like three weeks because of turnover after COVID. Mm. And the first start, um, I had to get back in. I started training, um, done the recovery. Obviously, when I got back, I was, I was struggling to get back into the starting eleven. Yeah, uh, and we made new signings at centre back as well. Um, so, um, so you were was, playing uh, centre back, not right back at the time. At first, when I made my debut, I, I started off as I, – I made my debut as a right-back. But the manager knew that um, I played centre-back, but I also knew that I could play right-back. And he, he seen me play as well. And he was like, oh, he wanted to play me. But he mm. knew that my main position was centre-back. So we had about – I think we had about six six centre-backs at one point. This was like in at the end of pre-season. And I'm like to myself, oh, my days. We've got six centre-backs. I'm injured at the moment. Like, what's the chances this season? Like, this is this is how mad it is. This is how mad my career has been. It just so obviously we progress, struggling to get into the team after I recover from injury. Yeah. Um. Then, I think it was, it was only till like December. We started again injuries as centre back. It was only to December we had it. We got a new manager again. I didn't really play under him, and then we he got sacked. And then um, it was, we played, we had third round FA Cup against Everton. And I was on the bench for that game. But the guy that was signed centre-back had like a shoulder injury. Mm. And actually he got COVID as well. So he ended up having to miss that game. So Jeez. this, I call this game, I go shirt. I'm going to get framed. I'm going to call this like a revival. Because... Mm. It was because it was obviously people knew like obviously after my day after I played oh is he the same player is he still as good as he was because it was like exactly. the first game I'm starting in like almost a year because of COVID because of injury and not getting in the squad so I needed to prove myself that oh mm-hmm. I still got this like um it was a big game as well against Premier League it was on mm-hmm. like the main event as well on TV and I was like oh I, I need to perform. Mm-hmm. I was telling myself in, 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 in the hotel room, like, like, what if this is the last opportunity? Like, what if, like, what if this is it? Like, you need to 
needed. That's why sometimes someone says, what if this is the last opportunity? Because mm-hmm. I think that sometimes we think, oh, we're going to get so many opportunities. I think in football, that's not the case. Yeah. Like, I need to perform. Ended up doing really well. We we lost 3-0, but um, I was like, one of the standout players of our team. And that's how really reunited my season again. Um, started playing. I think I played like 17 appearances, second half mm. of the season. Mm. And and that's and that's really what got me this move to Celtic as well, which is which is crazy as well because awesome. from from being like at the bottom of like so many centre backs and then they got injured and I got opportunity, I done well, mm. and, and got here, yeah. And then obviously moving to Celtic is a is a different kind of fish. To be honest, like I think with football is more. I think if you're not mentally strong in football. You're not gonna last in the top level to your because yeah. you're gonna have fans on you, you're gonna have people critics. So many around. critics. I think you just gotta get used to it. I think you're always gonna have haters, to be honest. Like you're always gonna Facts. have people obviously you should have you should be a critic of yourself as well, wanting to prove, but you're always gonna have people saying, Oh, you're not good enough. And sometimes mm. I'm used because I was like, Oh, these people who mm-hmm. didn't think I could play here or didn't think the, the, the thing is, funny enough, is like if I wasn't the way I was, because I was doing before I got the move, I was doing extras about before training because I wanted to improve like myself technically, physically as well. Yeah. Coming like, before the session, maybe six o'clock before I was doing like doubles all the time as well. Mm. And even when I was like starting, but I'm just trying to improve myself. Sometimes they were like, oh, why are you, why are you, work, why are you coming in so early and this and that? Exactly. Like, Laugh and uh, obviously, I look back now and that uh, all it all paid off to be honest. Like, exactly, I'm here to be honest. Yeah, and I was, I wasn't, I wouldn't say I was the most talented from those players that were most talent, more talented than me, even during my journey. But they aren't like the level that I am right Not now, as persistent as you, man. Yeah, they, they weren't, they weren't really, they, they some of them aren't even in the game anymore, which some of them had really were really talented and it's a shame. Mm. I don't know, in the game. Mm. And, yeah, but I think I think that work ethic, you know, I, I think as we talked about before, it has its pros and cons. And one of the biggest pros is it keeps you in the game, you know, like always wanting to, like you said in the beginning, you'd never want to be complacent. Um, yeah. So it keeps you in the game. It keeps you keeps you continuing to work. But I think one thing that, that I've noticed throughout the whole journey is you seem not to give a shit what people think. And I think that's also a very underrated, you know, thing. Like, for example, I, I, you know with the fitness, like in the beginning, like, you know, you can like be with the crowd and like do it at their pace, or you can prove to to the coaches that you, you know, that you are the fittest guy there. And then, you know, throughout, it seems like, you know, you just want to keep pushing and, and you just care about your own, you know, your own, uh, what you think about yourself, which I think is, is, is un- like very big, uh, but, you know, easier said than done. Yeah, I think because I think when even when we're doing fitness stuff, it's sometimes you you got people like uh wanted to take it easy. Let's say after the game, you know, you know sometimes when you don't play, sometimes you you do the running to obviously keep fitness as well. Sometimes they wanna like just take it easy, like and I'm like, yeah. what? Like I'm running, is the, I'm not even getting no work of it. Like I'm gonna go my own pace. Sometimes yeah. I even okay. Sometimes I go my own pace so I can get my work in, and and even. I, I talk to myself sometimes, what if I what if I conform to those levels, wanted to be with them, not wanted to be scared, 
I might not be here where I am now. I might still be 100%. in a club or I might be unemployed, to be honest, because I was scared to, to, to keep working myself. And I sometimes ask myself, these at the end of the day, these guys aren't going to pay your bills. When, when, Facts, you, when, bro. when you, you want to pay your bills, these guys aren't going to care about you. So why are you going to care about them when yeah. they're not going to matter to you? Honest. So I think you got to get to the point where like, these guys aren't going to pay your bills. These guys aren't like, if you're going to, you're going to allow people to dictate your life. You're just going to be a prisoner for the rest of your life. To be honest. Love and that, I, think, I think that's where you got to be. Sometimes it's hard, but sometimes you just got to not care to be honest. Because yeah, you got to be ruthless, you know? Yeah. And, and, and I mean, you know, the, the I always try to say it like it's the, the quickest, the quicker you could realize that no one gives a shit about your, you and your career and you are the most important, you are the one that's in control. The, the quicker it is, like, who cares what your teammates say? Because, like, at the end of the day, we know how football is. Like, everyone's competing against each other. And, uh, you know, it's not a it's not a pretty world, you know. It's, it's a yeah, harsh world. It's a ruthless world, to be honest. And exactly. I don't, they, they won't care, to be honest. Like, you, you're competing against other people. There's so much pol- politics in football that yes. a lot of people don't understand. That you might even be good enough, but just because of politics, you're not going to play. Or mm-hmm. someone else is gonna play as well, and I think what I've learned even during my career, just like with football as well, because when I was younger, I used to like be always like the hardest worker. We always like being preseason doing mostly like fitness work yes. or prioritizing fitness instead of like the ability of football, like obviously technical work and this and that. So those are the fitness and that. But my elect and uh, the technical ability with that other players would be better at. Mm-hmm. But now I realize that. Um, you need a as a footballer. If you want to get to honest, if you want to get to the, if you want to play top level football, like the top of the top, you got to be have to be technically like very. Yes. Yes. Like, there's no there's no way around it. Like you might there's not really any way around it. If you want to play the best teams in the world, if you want to play in the World Cup, Fact. Champions League, or the top in the top of the division, you're gonna to have to play. You're gonna to have to be good at ball. You have to be your awareness have to be good. And now I know that like, if I. If I did work on stuff, but I would even work on it. But if I was to redo my career, I would really work on it like even more. Make sure mm. I'm sharp, make sure everything is sharp because mm. you got the physical strength as well. If you add the physical strength plus the ability, you're going to be a scary player, to be honest, and Facts. you're going to progress even more. And also Facts. the hard work plus listening to your body as well. Which is such a hard balance. Yeah, I think... Because sometimes you want to work, you want to work, you're, you're tired, but you got that mentality, you want to work, you have to work, you have to work, you have to also rest as well, to be honest, you have to yes. recover. Or you're just not right, to be honest, because I've yeah. gone over, I pushed myself, even though my body wasn't right, I ended up getting injured. But now mm. I understand, obviously, if you're just not right, just take a break, to be honest. Exactly, exactly. The most important thing is to be on the pitch. Yes. Because if you're injured... You know your body best as well, like, yeah. you know... I mean, I, I think, you know, uh, you got like you said, like if you have that gut instinct that you don't feel right, it's better to take, you know, the day off, couple of days off, week off, than then push it extra and be out for, for you know, yeah. 12 weeks than one week, you know? Yeah, because if, let's say I was out when I might have not got my debut, I might not uh, play that game against Everton, which would reunite my, you just got to be available. If you're not available, yes, you can't even play to you. So exactly. that's Try to stay injury free is one of the keys as well. 
Um, for sure. Comfortable because if you if you're not even on a pitch, you can't even can't even improve. To be honest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, Absolutely, yeah. man. No, it, with that being said, I mean, you know, I just to give the the viewers and the listeners um some practical advice, like, you know, I I like I saw on your YouTube channel, which I really like. You know, you were you're doing. You know, someone at your level, you're doing basic stuff. You know, you're taking the ball, pinging the ball, late lace with your right foot. You're working against the wall. You're working mm-hmm. through cones. You know, uh, just simple touches, just crisp touches. Uh, and I think nowadays, you know, we see on Instagram these sexy exercises and you know these flicks and that. Um, but you know, at your level, you're doing the basics. Uh, any advice that you have to young guys and girls who wanna, like you said, improve technically? What, you know, with that being said, is there any detail that you can give to improve technically? Yeah, I think go to the first touch, working on both sides, being able to, I think first touch is everything and being able to to play with both feet. Because I, I see players that, I hate when, I, I hate when players are just so one foot. I think especially yeah. like wingers. Are Except so Messi. Obviously, obviously, you got like some. <laughs> no, nah, I'm messing around. Yeah, messing around. Now nah, you got some freak, or you got some people like they're just so one fit. Because when you play yeah. with someone that's so both fit, it's just a nightmare to play against the other. Unpredictable. You can go both ways. Right. It's what, what whatever the picture shows, they can able to do. It just it just a mess to work with. But mm-hmm. obviously, um, the technical ability, just working on your first touch, um, just working on ball control is like. Is an awareness as well because to be able on the top level just so much quicker as well. For sure, if you're too slow. You have to you have to be quick to be honest. For uh, sure. Yeah. No, I mean like that. even just simple stuff you were doing like that I that I always preach and I love doing myself like the juggling with your thighs, just getting familiar yeah. with the ball and getting comfortable with the ball. I think nowadays you got a lot of people saying, um. You know, every not everything has to be game specific. That's what I try to tell young guys. Like you got to first develop the the actual technique before you could get game specific. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Just even controlling the ball, the ball, like all parts of the body. So obviously, you never know when you might need to control it with your exactly. thigh, your head. So in the game, you're just ready to do it. To be honest, and mm-hmm. obviously, football. At the end of the day, football is hard because even right now, I start. Of course. Football has to be your life, to be honest. Or if you really want to, it's got to be your life. Like, mm. life got to be revolved around football. Like, for sure. There's no, like, there's no, like, shortcuts unless. Yes. Because one day you're going to get caught if you if you take, like, one day your contract's going to run out. If you, because I got big dreams, wanted to reach the heights. And, like, it's, got, it's just got to be your life, to be honest. And mm. I'd rather commit so much and fail than not commit and. Mm. Uh, I could have ifs and buts. Yes, the West, to be honest. So, no, I love yeah. that, man. Yeah. With that being said, can you take us through like a typical day in the life at Celtic right now? You know, what time you wake up, what time you're in at the at the training ground, uh, when you're eating, what you're eating. Just you know, like a typical. If someone was vlogging you, I know I saw you had some off season vlogs, but like a kind of in season vlog, how things go. The um, preseason, preseason, pretty much done now. Um, so to be fair, we had a Champions League game yesterday, qualifiers, which we lost. Um, let's say like a typical day, I, w- I wake up pretty early because sometimes, like, mo- normally, like five, um, just because 
I like to maximize the hours in a day, to be honest. Unreal. Because I, I like to do a lot of stuff. So in the morning, I can get that stuff done. Then normally for training in about 9.30, uh, we can have like breakfast. Mm-hmm. Then about about um about 10 o'clock, we do a like activation stuff. I don't know. It's pretty much individual. It's not really a group. So what mm. is the time for everyone to do activation? Half, mm-hmm. 10, half, 10, half 10 to 12 tr- um, training. Um, obviously group training if it's mm-hmm. pre-match it'll be more pre-match specific and then t- 12 o'clock will be lunch um, sometimes it'll be gym afterwards um, at Celtic it's not really compulsory they believe obviously not everyone's different like but it's a time set aside that you speak to the sports scientists ask what you want to do mm-hmm. and he can he'll give you a program to do so let's say after let's say 12 1 o'clock to 2 gym session and then you're pretty much done for today, to be honest. That's a normal, mm-hmm. typical day. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, match days are different, but match days and sometimes some days, the weeks can vary from how many games we have. If we have two games a week or one game mm-hmm. a week. And then you basically have the rest of the day. Uh, obviously, you may even do some extras after the training. Because sometimes I, the, I work with the coaches, who is also a centre-back as well. So he helps me do like awesome. center back specific. Because I think before I used to do a lot of individual work. But I think now at Celtic, I want to do work with like coaches because I, I think when For you're sure. working with someone else, it's better than individual stuff because I think it's, 100%. it's also more re- realistic as well. So I think I'll be doing more with like a coach and working with them and stuff because I think mm. it's better when obviously they can give you tips as well. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, that that's a, obviously in terms of food, um, breakfast. I normally have like uh, sometimes like om- an omelette with um, toast and baked beans, or like two fried eggs mm-hmm. and toast, baked beans. Typical like, English breakfast. <laughs> typical. Um, <laughs> lunch, lunch can vary from because it depends what we have at lunch. To be honest, yeah. Obviously, for the basics, the rice or the pasta, and then they got mm-hmm. the different variations of like proteins as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that they have and obviously the vegetables are training then for snacks I usually like um, like the Greek yogurt um, with like strawberries mm-hmm. some nuts bananas and like honey with it um, and then for dinner I I have like I make like meal preps um, as well because I think it just allows you to eat like healthy for and sure less time less time consuming as well um, just allows you to be more consistent with like food and that, and, like you know, you got food at home that's done, so then you just yeah. get it out, warm it, and exactly. Then it just, yeah, keeps it good, and it saves money than eating out all the time as well. So, yeah, I mean it's huge, man. Like when you come home and you're super hungry, like the last thing you want to do is, is is cook something up, you know. So like you said, having having something ready in the fridge is is huge, and it can just allow you to not even cheat yourself. Like instead of like you just come back, you want to. Feel like having something unhealthy, but oh, you got you yeah. already set and ready to enter, so yep. you can get that out as well. Exactly. So, yeah, that's pretty much a typical day, to be honest. Uh-huh. Obviously, sometimes pre-season there could be double sessions. Mm. Um, obviously, sometimes recovery days where it's not really too much training. Sometimes pool sessions, but that was a typical day. Mm. So, so in terms of like gym work, physical work, what what type? I mean, what type of stuff do you? you like to incorporate in the gym in the gym um in the off season we had like a program to do 
um, it was just like specifics on like um, sometimes quad dominant or hamstring mm-hmm. just keeping. I think obviously they have some stuff there for injury prevention, like for Nordics sure. and stuff. So hamstrings. Yeah. Um, obviously, I, I do work now with my other program, other program for my knee, just to keep it strict. Obviously, like prevention is better than cure. Fact. Or cure. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So obviously, I just do um, knee stuff just to keep my knee strong and the body stuff around it, just to prevent injuries and stuff. Mm-hmm. And obviously, obviously, it depends. Since we have some like two games a week, like now, it kind of varies how much you want. You want to keep sure. fresh for the game and stuff. So. For sure. It might be not a set like exactly each and every week. You might have to tailor it depending on like the games we have, which or, is huge. Oh yeah, normally in like a recovery, I do uppers, but mm. like with the leg stuff, you just have to be careful. You don't want it to be too, too exactly. heavy exactly. and be sore for the game because the game's the most important as well. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I said um, you could you could have the best diet. You could, I don't know, have the best gym program, but if you don't perform match day, results are what like, matter. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Like, your yeah. results will matter to you. Yeah. So, yeah, it's good to you. For sure. So, so what do you, um, like in terms of mindset, uh, do you notice like any difference in these, in the Celtic players compared to where you were at in England, or is it similar to, you know, the high levels in England? I think Celtic, um, I think just even just just because you're at a club that has so much history of winning stuff, yeah, and uh, I think it's just a demand to win. To be honest, yes. Um, before I moved, I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew how it was like. But obviously now being here, the pressure to win, the pressure to perform, mm. even a draw sometimes. The fans are angry of a draw. They're not happy. They want. They just. Yeah. They just. They just want. They just want the club to be successful, and mm. especially with um, Rangers winning. Last season, and stopping them from getting 10, 10 titles, ten mm. titles in a row. There's a row. The, the rivalry is something that there's no other rivalry in England like the the Rangers Celtic. Uh, mm. Obviously, now being in it, I know how crazy it is. Like the pressure, to, obviously, with a club so big as Celtic, I yeah, mean, just the mentality. Like, like second isn't really good to be honest. Like it's just crazy. First or nothing, and that's even as in that competition, the training as well. Like you yes. need to perform every 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 game you play. You need to perform. Like it doesn't matter like how you're feeling. You need to perform because the fans are on you. The they they just they just they just demand. They just so passionate for the club and love the club and want the club mm. to win. So every every like that's that's one thing that was different from my old club. Yeah, I think it's just the demand to win, the demand mm. to to win, the, the expectation of success. Honest. Mm. And, just, and like you said, you notice it seeps into training, that, that mentality. Yeah. yeah, even for yourself as well. I think it, even into games as well, like, like it's like almost like you can't, you have to be 100% every, like every, yes. every day. Since. I think, I used to think I was like dedicated before, but like the ded- level of dedication now, it has to be like, it has to be there or you're not going to get where you want to be, to be honest. They're, like it's got to be your life to honest. everything everything your life rolls around make sure mm-hmm. you're ready for training for games mm-hmm. even even your sleep as well make sure for you're sure. ready to because before i thought i was dedicated but now like oh it's, it's got to go to it's got to go to yeah. another level as well yeah i mean that that little edge that little difference like you said what you know with the 
we're focusing on the sleep, focusing on the specific rehab, prehab, recovery, all that is, is massive. Yeah. yeah, but I think the main thing is just the demand for success. That's that's an expectation. That's the two biggest things from my old clubs. Mm, and, uh, for sure. But, but yeah, man. I think, yeah, go on. No, no, no. I, uh, I just, you know, I, I think the, the, for the listeners and the people watching, just the, the development, um, like from when you signed your first contract at Wimbledon, the now is just, is just massive, you know? And yeah. what was it only, what is it, four years apart? Not even, um, wow. like three, three since I think the signed first professional contract 2019. April, massive. It's been it's been like three or three and a half since Sunday first. So obviously it's been a it's been a big rise to us from it's been going up and up. Mm. And yeah, I just want to keep working hard to us. But now it just it just takes another level to us to get where I want to be to us. For sure, for sure. Yeah. No, I appreciate just two last things. I appreciate you taking the time, man, and showing this journey. Um. I mean, you said it before, but if if you were to go back to any age you were at and you have the, the knowledge and the experience that you have now, uh, is there any age you would go to and there, was there any advice you would tell your younger self? Um, the, the thing is in my career, like, I feel like if I would have changed something in the past, yeah, I, exactly. I think the only thing is I could have changed something to be in a higher level. But to be where I am today... Um, I think I would have gone back to my, um, when I was, I think to never take an opportunity for granted, like, especially with the film one. Yes. Because obviously we, I might have not got the AC Wimbledon back, um, opportunity again. And I just to keep telling myself, obviously also worked, like, make sure you make sure you're sharp technically as well. And mm. to tell myself, like, you might not get another opportunity. So make sure every opportunity you get, you work a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, but like you said, you know, which is interesting, you 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 said you had that film opportunity, you didn't take the most advantage, but then like you, you look back to, to where you're at now and you say now like like you just said, like you maybe you're never gonna get another opportunity, so you need to perform. Yeah, definitely. Obviously I hope I get many more opportunities to, to be successful and keep pushing on. But that might that might not be the case and you just gotta take each thing. You have to be grateful for where you're being and just keep taking every opportunity as it comes in. Because who knows, you also might get an injury that takes you out as well. So just keep, keep. I'll go back to, let's say, 13, 12, 13. Yeah, just to, to take every opportunity and keep working. Mm, mm. Focus on technical stuff as well. Yeah, For are- sure, man. Great yeah. stuff. And just to end it off, you know, what are one to three pieces of top advice that you would give anyone looking to sign their first pro contract or, you know, you know, like they're out of, they're out of the game right now. They're, they're a free agent. They're unemployed just to get back in. Um, obviously um, to keep working and cause you never know who's, who's watching. So whenever yes. you're playing, cause that's when I, I didn't even know there was a scout. I was just playing and trying to work my hardest when I go scout for Wimbledon. And it just happened to be someone there. And even when you are pro, you never know. Even when you are pro, you, you never just know who's watching. Even sometimes when I played against Leeds, the England manager was watching. 
obviously he wasn't watching. I think he was watching Calvin Phillips, but you just never know who's watching in the crowds, whether that's from amateur level to professional level. So just keep working hard, and that one person will take might take you to the, where you want to be. Thank you so much for tuning in to the 79th episode of the How to Become a Pro Footballer podcast. I appreciate all your support on every piece of content that I put out on every platform. If you could do me a huge, huge favor, I would appreciate if you could just rate us on Apple Podcasts. Let us know if we're a one-star, two-star, three-star, four-star, preferably five-star podcast. Drop a little line. Let me know what you think of the podcast overall. I would really, really appreciate it. Helps me out, helps the podcast out, and it also will help others out because I really think all of these unbelievable, inspiring stories help every single young footballer, older footballer, wherever you're at in your journey, even if you're not a footballer, if you're an athlete, if you're a businessman, businesswoman, mother, father, these stories are super inspiring and show you what sports really teach you about life and how sports and especially football will help you in your future. So without further ado, I really appreciate you tuning in. If you want to contact Osaze, he's a super, super humble guy. And I'm sure he will answer any of your messages. So if you have any questions, be sure to reach out. All of his info will be in the description. Have a good rest of the day. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Deuces.